From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we need to talk about exchanges, security, and not your keys, not your coins. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. Let's start the show by reading a comment on Apple Podcasts. I want to say thank you very much for writing this in. Daily Research Review. The best daily crypto show. Five stars. This is the only daily crypto show I listen to. It is short, concise, and encompassing. Matthew responds to every email and question. I try to. Thank you. I believe in what he advocates for politically, too, although I'm not a dem. Basically, I believe in Matthew Deemer. Matthew Deemer for Congress. I had to read that to everybody. One quick promo too. This is kind of like what I'm running on. It's about unity. It's about reaching across the aisle. It's about talking. It's about creating solutions. I really don't think that we're in two camps. I don't think it's possible for people to be in two camps. So, you know, if you just have the time to sit down and talk and listen to each other, we'll find solutions more times than not. So, I don't know. Just if you're fighting with somebody, then please make sure that you just have time. Grab a beer or two or eight and just sit down and talk about it. I think you'll find that you either agree more than you disagree, or you'll find that at least you have an understanding where somebody's coming from. And that's half the battle, in my opinion. I got an email from Jerry, too, yesterday, and I need to discuss this with you guys. And this is going to be a very important conversation today. I think it's going to be most of our news. We have a slow news day, so it's a very good time for Jerry to send this email. Jerry says, hi, Matthew. We have the same birthday. If you guys remember, I asked if anybody had December 29th birthdays, and Jerry does. I had another question about Coinbase, he says. We had a SIM swap attack. They changed my account password and presumably took my crypto. At the same time, they got my BlockFi account. BlockFi wrote me back and I got access to my account. However, the Bitcoin was gone and it was taken and they said they cannot give it back to me. Nothing else was taken from BlockFi. Coinbase hasn't even contacted me yet, despite me writing them and making FTC as well as a police report. You say that crypto is safe on Coinbase, but where do I go from here? Love your show. Okay, so I got to clarify a couple of things, and I want everybody just to pay attention really quick, because this is literally the thing that everybody gets caught up on. How they get their crypto taken is there's a couple of basic things that you just don't do. Number one, do not, well, first, before I say that, not your keys, not your cheese. If you have any significant amounts of Bitcoin or Ethereum, and what is it, a significant amount? That is an amount that you don't feel comfortable losing. If you have 100 bucks in Bitcoin and you get it stolen and you feel that that makes you uncomfortable, get yourself a hardware wallet. Even if it costs 100 bucks, put your Bitcoin in there because, look, not your keys, not your cheese, not your keys, not your coins. This is exactly what people have been saying ever since the dawn of Bitcoin. So please do not think that holding it on an exchange is going to be your fail safe. But I have to bring up two things. Number one, do not use text messages for your two-factor authentication. It is absolutely horrible sim swaps people can hack it it might go to your computer somebody might steal your computer or you steal your ipad or steal your iphone or steal something and next you know they're getting text messages from your bank and then they get access to your account and then they take all your bitcoin your money your whatever 
do not use text messages for 2FA. And if you do know, that is very vulnerable. We've been saying this forever. What you want to do is download Google Authenticator or Authy. And you need to set those up. Keep the QR code and the string of number backups, the private key backups in a safe or somewhere or a lockbox. Basically, always back up your Authy or Google Authenticator app. I know people that run the same authenticator on two different phones. One is shut down in a, in a, I guess, a safe somewhere. It's their old phone. Uh, some people just have it on pieces of paper. Some people have it on pieces of paper as well as on another phone. But don't use text messages. Also, if there's a way for you to do more steps in the process of accessing your Coinbase account or Binance account, add those. Make sure those are clicked on. For example, on Binance.us, I know that they will, in Binance too, Binance.com, you have to do your password. You have to do like a little puzzle piece. You have to give them your two-factor authentication. And then they send you an email to make sure it was you. If there's an option to turn on that email, so they send it to an email, so you have to click that too. So three steps, then always turn that on. Also, one thing Coinbase does, they try to make it easy for you and more convenient. They say, hey, click this box so we remember your browser for 30 days. Never click the box. Always go through the trouble of putting in your password, your two-factor authentication, having them send you an email to confirm. Make sure you have that all set up, okay? I also want to clarify what I mean by Coinbase is safe. Look, Coinbase hasn't had any major hacks. They have had hacks, but major hacks that drained a lot of people's crypto where they had to cover it. So in that case, same thing with Binance. They have had a couple hacks, but they covered those because it was their fault. Um, in that aspect, I trust that Coinbase is doing the best they absolutely can for security as well as Binance because of their history and their track record. But every exchange is safe until it's not. And we've seen this across the board. The exchanges are holding hodling, being custodians for people's crypto, and they get hacked, and now their money's gone. And they were safe up until that point until they were hacked. But then let's just talk about a hack, because Coinbase has been compromised, or people's accounts have been compromised, and it hasn't been Coinbase's problem. And this is Jerry's case right here. Coinbase wasn't hacked. You were hacked. And make sure that you have that differentiation, that you getting hacked isn't Coinbase getting hacked. You getting hacked isn't Binance getting hacked, or BlockFi, or wherever. Your SIM got swapped. You got hacked. And it's the same thing if you're using a bad password. Say if you're using 1234567678. That is a very common password. There are hackers out there that are just daily trying the low-hanging fruit passwords on people's accounts, just forever trying to do that just because somebody will mess up and they might be able to get into somebody's account. So always use a password generator. In Apple, they have an automatic generator called Keychain Access. There's ones online where it generates a random password. And why? Because random passwords with letters and numbers and symbols are very hard for people to guess. But make sure you have that distinction of what is a hack and what is your fault. And telling people your private key, having weak passwords or no 2FA or weak 2FA is your fault. And that's something that Coinbase will not cover. And it is something that is not a hack on Coinbase. And even if a hacker gets a hold of a lot of people's accounts on Coinbase, but it was a SIM swap or some kind of weak 2FA or no 2FA or a combination of no 2FA and weak pa passwords or weak 2FA and weak passwords, that again is not their fault. So they will not cover or claim responsibility for any of that. 
A hack on Coinbase is basically their security being compromised and accounts drained, not through them hacking you or doing things that compromise your account because of weak passwords and two factors and so on and so forth. Okay, so here's what I need you to do. A couple of things. Number one, assess how much crypto you have and think to yourself, will I be really upset if this was stolen? Now, if that's $100 or $1,000 or $10,000 or $100,000 or a million dollars, you need to only answer that for yourself. If you answer the question like, hey, that's a lot of money, that's a lot of crypto, I'll be really mad if I get hacked, it, it'll hurt badly, it's significant, go and get yourself a hardware wallet, a Ledger Nano, it's about $79, buy it, put your crypto there, store your crypto offline in a hard wallet, air-gapped, not on computers, not on a centralized exchange. If you are using a centralized exchange, understand that there are protocols that you need to take in order to protect your crypto. That is a strong password, two-factor authentication with an app, not with your phone number or cell phone number, enable any kind of emails, confirmations for withdrawals or extra security to make sure that they send you an email if you're getting into your account, and never ever remember the website on your browser. Go through the hassle every time you want to check your account. And you know what? Also, make sure the app always locks on your phone. Never just have it open up. It always has to be authenticated. You know what? And honestly, I don't do anything on my phone. I don't have any apps on my phone. So I would just take them off. Also, just know that Coinbase and Binance and FTX, even though they have never been hacked, doesn't mean they won't get hacked. And also remember that a hack is a vulnerability in their security, not in your security. And finally, also remember that the customer service for Coinbase has always been shit. I mean, it's been horrible. It's been being spoken about for years. And they keep saying they're going to do something better. They're going to do something better. But they haven't. Their customer service sucks. So if you ever think you're going to get a hold of Coinbase or Binance or whatever, uh, just know that you're probably not. And I think they're probably all going to act the same. I'm really surprised BlockFi, even though they're going through everything right now, they are still able to, and they still willing to, answer all your emails in a timely fashion. So kudos to BlockFi. Anyway, Jerry, I hope that helps. Uh, please be safe with your crypto and take precautions. Now, speaking of crypto, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $19,830, down 1.5% in 24. Got a little Bitcoin news this morning. They're talking about Bitcoin and equities and the decoupling between Bitcoin and equities. Bitcoin has a rising correlation with gold and suggests a slight shift in market structure. Bitcoin's correlation with gold just hit its highest level in the past 12 months. People on Twitter, people in the crypto space are calling this Uptober. Why? Because in the past 10 years, Bitcoin has been up in October 8 of those 10 years. So therefore, people are gambling that we're going to close this month out with up October. But I just spoke to my buddy, Crypto Curator, yesterday. He says the bottom is in. That's it. We already hit the lowest of the low. We should have bought the dip. I am still going to say that we will see lower lows. What do you think? Let me know. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Moving on with the crypto prices. Ethereum's at $1,323, down 2.2% in 24. Tether's number three, Binance Coin, is at 290, down 1.8%, and USDC's number five. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. And by the way, we have some Doge news. Doge jumped 8% yesterday after Elon Musk said he will finally acquire Twitter. 
I don't know if that's actually going to be done. <laughs> We're going to have to wait and see. Elon Musk is always shifting. It's going to be $44 billion. The market is down. Tesla's doing okay, though. He's still as rich as hell, so uh, maybe he has the money just to scoop that up. We'll see how that goes. Total market cap, we're at $949.9 billion, which is down 1.6%. A BTC dominance of 40.1, an F dominance of 17.1. We already spoke a lot about Coinbase today, but we have a lot of Coinbase news, actually. Coinbase has announced the expansion of its service to retail customers in Australia, making it easier to buy, sell, and trade digital assets. Coinbase entered Australia back in 2016, allowing local customers to buy Bitcoin and Ethereum. But now it's going to be introducing the Pay ID as a way for Australians to deposit funds using direct transfers from their bank accounts. Pay ID is a payments infrastructure built by the Australian Financial Service Sector and the Reserve Bank of Australia, which allows people to link their mobile number or email address to a bank account to receive payments. Coinbase is rolling out retail advanced trading as well, a new tool to give Australian registered customers access to powerful trading tools with one unified balance, as well as 24-7 chat support. And we'll see about that. Coinbase is also very supportive of giving the CFTC exclusive jurisdiction over Bitcoin and Ethereum. Coinbase head of U.S. policy, Cara Calvert, said, We are very supportive of the two efforts, one in the House and one in the Senate, that would provide spot authority to the CFTC. Those bills are trying to get to the heart of what is a non-security and how we regulate that in a smart way that allows for innovation. This bill that they're referring to calls Bitcoin and Ethereum digital commodities as opposed to securities and says that the CFTC would have exclusive jurisdiction over them. The crypto industry says that they almost universally prefer to be regulated by the CFTC. Co-founder of Celsius, Daniel Leon, has stepped down from his role as chief strategy officer as we just see that Celsius had no strategy. <laughs> so I guess he just worked himself out of a job by being really bad at it. I don't know, I'm just taking shots now. Anyway, Leon owns over 32,600 shares of Celsius stock, and he acquired it back in February of 2018. It is still unclear what would happen to his dividends. Are they even worth anything now? I have no clue. Actor Scott Eastwood is giving away Ethereum's NFTs for charity if... You chug a beer. I have my comments on this in a minute. One second. The actor has partnered with Pastel to give away free Scott Eastwood Ethereum NFTs. And they're calling this the Eastwood Challenge on social media. Hopefuls will have to film themselves shotgunning a beer and then describe their favorite charity without burping. In return, Pastel would donate to the winner's charities. My issue with this, though, is that when you have these vague kind of weird um, charity NFT crypto related things, it opens up for a lot of scams because you never know what's going to be real. First of all, Scott Eastwood, actor, not very popular, so therefore can be spoofed very easily. Uh, chugging a beer, again, very vague. So basically an Instagram ad saying chug this beer and then click this link. It should be a very easy way for them to start scamming people or link your MetaMask and chug a beer. Like there's, I just don't like these weird like promotions because scams will always find a way to get to dupe some people. And especially not very famous actors with um, kind of vague charities and kind of like weird ways to interact with that charity, shotgun a beer and put it on social media. But what else? Oh, connect your MetaMask. Oh, what else? Click this link. Oh, what else? Dox yourself. Oh, what else? Put in your all your personal information. Oh, what else? <laughs> like people are going to get scammed with these kind of things. I just absolutely hate them. 
And finally, Polygon. They onboard a new Web3 native communication network. It's called Push Protocol. It's a decentralized communication network previously known as Ethereum Push Notification Service, or EPNS. And this is now launched on Polygon's proof-of-stake chain. The network is designed to enable cross-chain notifications and messaging for dApps, wallets, and services. Users can connect their protocols app to their wallets and set notifications based on events occurring on-chain. This is actually pretty cool. Push raised $10.1 million in the token round in April last year. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a great comment like you heard in the beginning of the show. And if you're listening on Spotify, click those five stars. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>